Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. I am Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Wednesday, November the 7th. Wednesday, which of course means it is Book Pro Wednesday. Yee-haw. I like saying things like yee-haw, but not how you would normally say them. That was an example. Today's sponsor is the Mobius Strip Club. At the Mobius Strip Club, the girls will contort themselves like nobody's business. Ooh, baby. Get your synapses firing at the Mobius Strip club. Ooh, baby. Alright, so Book Wednesday. I think a very special sort of Book Wednesday announcement is that I have decided, although not set in stone this decision, to make both Book Wednesdays and Third Video Games Days uh, shorter episodes. So on a Movie Monday, TV Tuesday, and Internet Day, we'll do the full uh, drive to work and drive home from work is a full episode. So they're clocking in at about uh, 30 to 40 minutes, somewhere in that range. But for Book Wednesdays and Video Games Days, I have made the sort of tentative uh, decision to do, uh, I guess it would be sort of a half episode. They're going to be full episodes, don't get me wrong, it's just they're going to be half as long. Yeah, there you go, look at it that way. The reason I think this is a good idea and would love to hear some feedback, I have put my, I have put the podcast website at the end of each episode, so if you want to, uh, email me any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, other things that start with a sound. Um, as they say on the Nerdist podcast, any comments, which is a combination of questions and comments. So I'd love to hear your comments. Um, what was I saying? Oh yes, uh, the reason I think this will be a good thing is that whereas with movies and TV shows and internets, I, uh, and I guess you could say exposed to it much more. So, for example, movies, you know, I'm watching five, six a week. Uh, TV shows, I'm watching uh, a good chunk a week. The Fry Internets, again, a good chunk on the go uh, throughout the week. Uh, whereas with books, it is because I'm a one book a week average, that means I will have one book a week to talk about. So I think that to talk about one book for the entire, you know, 40 minutes uh, would probably be difficult. I mean, it would be easy if uh, someone was sitting with me and talking with me about the book, but just to talk about it all by my lonesome, uh, I think will be too hard and uh, 
when things are hard, don't do them. That's a little piece of advice for you kids out there. If things are hard, don't even try to do them. Uh, same with her video games day. Uh, I'll usually only have one game on the go at any given time. So, and, and sometimes I'll play that same game for, you know, like a friggin' uh, month. If it's a uh, big game. So, there you go. That's my thoughts. That's what we're going to do. If you don't like it, well, um, let me know. <laughs> you thought I was going to say too bad, but no, let me know, because I'm, uh, I'm curious. I know uh, podcasts are, at least at the beginning, from ones I've listened to from the beginnings, from their beginnings, are sort of uh, fluid, you could say. They sort of uh, don't necessarily follow uh, the exact road that they started out doing. So, that's a little uh, leeway that I think a podcaster has, whereas someone on a uh, radio radio show, a terrestrial radio show or a TV show, doesn't uh, have that luxury. But I have that luxury. I am luxuriating in the luxurious luxury. Okay, so uh, let's get into the books for Book Wednesday. I have, I shouldn't say I have, I will today, either at lunch or when I get home, be finishing uh, the first book of the Shadow March series. Uh, I find I'm reading it a little slow because, uh, because usually what I would do is come home and uh, read until the missus got home. She gets home a little later than me. Uh, but now I find myself coming home and editing the podcast. So I guess it makes sense that doing this podcast has eaten into some aspects of my media consumption. So what are you going to do? Uh, I like doing it so far. I'm really enjoying it. And it feels good. And if it feels good, do it. If it feels great, do it again. Uh, I remember that from a birthday card. Okay, uh, Shadow March by Tad Williams. When I talked about it, uh, I guess it was last Wednesday, and said I was a couple hundred pages in or so, I said it was giving me that uh, sort of tingly, uh, this is going to be an amazing book feeling, and I was not disappointed. The one thing that has me sort of nervous about that is that I think, and I haven't kept track of this, I think that when I read the first book in a series and it's really good, then I am almost always disappointed by the second book because my expectations are so high. And then they are lowered by the second book, so I find the third book in the series good. And then I think maybe it kind of goes up and down like that, depending on how long the series... Does anyone else find that? Let me know if you uh, if you ever find that it's true for you as well. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's uh, play the QQQQQQQQQ107 Radio Roulette. <laughs> That's interesting, because all I heard was, you hate Asians. <laughs> okay, Q107, you racist bastard. 
back to Shadow March by Tad Williams. Something uh, I think I briefly touched on in the last uh, book Wednesday that I am now going to correct myself about is that uh, I thought the book was broken up into uh, sort of two distinct worlds. The the world on the light side of this sort of misty veil and the world on the dark side of this misty veil that cuts the world in twain. Uh, but upon further reading, I have discovered that it's actually broken into three parts. There is your uh, far north mist-covered perpetual darkness area where uh, what they're calling the fairies live. And I don't think it's fairies, F-A-I-R-Y. I think it's uh, spelt, I forget how you spell it, but it's uh, F-A-I-R-E, which I think there is a subtle difference between the two meanings. Uh, I guess you could say the sort of bad monster people live far to the north. Then there is where the, I guess, the largest chunk of the story is taking place, which is just south of the, of this, uh, this dividing line. And then a part that I thought was taking place uh, in the far north, it's actually taking place in the far south. So uh, it's actually three areas that this world is sort of divided into. So, <laughs> just goes to show you that you can't judge what is happening in a book until you've delved a little deeper or are not an idiot, <laughs> like me apparently. If anyone else has read this book and made the same mistake, please email me and let me know so I don't feel like such an idiot. The uh, area to the far south is a sort of sounds like your arid, deserty type place, which uh, a lot of fantasy novels will have that as a setting with a sort of nomadic desert people. Uh, what did I want to say? Oh, um, so in your sort of uh, main, we'll say, <laughs> we could actually say your middle earth? No, we shouldn't say that. The middle part of this world where the uh, main action is taking place, there is a prince and princess, uh, twin brother and sisters, by the name of uh, Brioni for the girl and Beric for the dude, the prince. They're both uh, pretty young from the sounds of it. Their father is imprisoned by the people in the far south. Uh, their brother was ruling in his place while they were raising ransom. And he was murdered. Ooh, actually, last night I found out who the murderer was, and that was pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not going to give it away, because uh, I don't think I have to do spoilers. If it's easy, uh, like in this case, to not say who the murderer is, I won't do it. Um, so this uh, twin brother and sister are ruling this uh, kingdom, Within this kingdom, I said it was sort of a Tolkien-esque uh, elves and dwarves and what have you, and it sort of is and sort of isn't. Um, they have what they call uh, thunderlings. Thunderlings? That's with an F. 
Uh, and they sound sort of dwarfish, your Tolkien-esque dwarf. Uh, that being said, they're not as, uh, they're definitely not as uh, stocky or I would say as strong or definitely not as warlike. They're more, uh, say if you have a dwarf from a, from a Tolkien-type book, like, say you take Gimli, let's take Gimli, you make him thinner and take out his warlike abilities. Something that is quite often common with dwarves is that they live underground and know their stone. Uh, that is sort of magnified in these Thunderlings. They live underground and um, are stone workers and sort of one with Mother Earth uh, as far as stones go, <laughs> stones and rock. Sort of a twist on it, which is nice to not just totally copy. Uh, there's another, so there's another uh, non-human race that uh, came along in this sort of middle area of the uh, planet or realm, and uh, they are called rooftoppers, and they live, you guessed it, on rooftops, uh, in and around rooftops. They are, if you're going to go for that uh, typical fantasy description, uh, it's more what I would describe sort of fairy-like, uh, minus the wings, I guess you would say. So they're sort of uh, thumb-sized. So not all uh, non-human races live behind that uh, misty veil. It's more, from the sounds of it, just the uh, monstrous, scary-ass ones live there, the ones that want to destroy humans, the ones who live on the bright side of life, um, are timid, a little more timid, uh, for example, the rooftoppers, uh, basically have no, uh, communication with the humans, and, uh, them communicating with the Futterlings just happened for the first time in the last, like, century, and, uh, Everyone kind of thought that they were a myth, because they, I guess, hide so well. Something that I was curious, from a sort of scientific standpoint, which I know it's a fantasy novel, and you got to sort of uh, suspend your disbelief a little bit. I mean, it's had a dragon in it, for example. Um, but my thought was, if you have a humanoid... In this case, the rooftoppers, and they are, you know, the size of your thumb, can fit handily in your hand. Um, if their heads are that size, which makes their brains about the size of, say, a bird's brain, would they be able to have any sort of um, intelligence, self-awareness? Or would they... Would a brain that size, just physically, be able to um, just be intelligent, basically? Is that scientifically possible? Hmm. Interesting. I kind of don't think it is. For something with a brain that just physically small in dimensions can have uh, the intelligence of a humanoid, of a human. Your thoughts on that? Let me know brain thoughts, we'll call that. Use the tagline brain thoughts. If I do end up uh, getting 
emails, responses, questions, comments, what have you. Maybe I will, uh, I should say maybe I will, I will definitely try to uh, mention them on the show. Just because um, on most, if not all, of the podcasts I listen to, there's always some sort of interaction between those who listen and those who are doing the podcast, uh, which I always really appreciate. I am uh, about not even 50, maybe 30 pages from finishing the book, and it's sort of come down to the uh, the people from the otherworldly, misty, dark realm of the monsters and crap have invaded uh, with horrifying effects. Um, it sounds to me as if they do not uh, like the sunlight, and the sort of mist flows along with them, and they're always sort of enshrouded in that, which also, from the sounds of it, uh, is an effort on their part to have this mist move southward. They've already um, decimated one entire town, uh, however, they did leave most of the women and children alive, which I thought was interesting. The sort of leader of these people is a woman who said, anyways, that she did this because leaving them alive, they would be a drain on the resources of the uh, of the others, which I guess is possible. But I remember saying in the first episode where I talked about this that I kind of thought maybe they weren't it's uh, 100% evil. So, I don't know. That's what I'm curious to find out. I kind of don't think either that we're going to find out in this book. Because <laughs> it's only 30 pages left. So, we'll let you know how that develops. Uh, we're at work. So, that was our first short book Wednesday. And I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I guess we won't put in that mid-show break. That's a shame. I like that. Uh, okay. Peace out. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. He said warily. 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 Life is but a dream. I said I was going to do a short book Wednesday from now on, and that is still the plan, but uh, there was a couple of things that I either did not get in, or just wanted to mention, more of a just wanted to mention sort of vibe for this last little bit. It's not going to be, I'm not going to talk for long, just get this uh, little bit out of the way. Well, but on lunchtime today, I finished Shadow March, finished the book. So that's why I had a little, a few more thoughts, a few more uh, brain gases being released into the ether through my mouth hole. Let's call them. Ooh. Finishing Shadow March was interesting. <laughs> It uh, ended interestingly, is why I say that. It was almost as if the way I felt about it was sort of that this is a giant build-up in uh, all three areas of the world. So you have the uh, bad guys, the monsterish bad guys, we'll call them, coming down from the north, 
and invading the middle part of the world, you have uh, the princess of the middle part escaping with her very life from the castle. You have in the in the very deep south a girl who also actually now that I think about it is escaping from a palace-like environment with her very life. You have people sort of, uh, you could describe them as sort of on the edge of, of death. And then everything just pauses. And nothing kind of uh, comes fully to fruition. I don't know if I'm disappointed or not in that. It's kind of hard to describe. Uh, the way in which the, uh, the invading sort of army was stopped is uh, sort of a letdown, <laughs> the way it happened. I'm not going to give it away, because read it yourself, and tell me if you think that the reason the invading army, for all intensive purposes, stopped, or more accurately paused their invasion, it kind of is like, what? Huh? Why did they? What the? Who's a? He's a? Uh, I may have made noises like that uh, when I when I read it. The other uh, things, like the princesses escaping with their very lives in the nick of time, you know that I can buy. That uh, that's a that's a fine cliffhanger. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case I have anyone who's going to read along with me, which would be nice, but not necessary. Nice, but not necessary. Uh, I believe that is all. So, we're gonna cut her, cut her off there. Oh, the other reason I didn't, the other reason I decided to come back for this brief little, uh, bit is because I did not get a chance to say, oh wait, you know what? What else? Just for the hell of it, we'll play the Q107 game. Radio Roulette. Here we go. Alright, I uh, enjoy the Rocket Man. What you have to do for yourself is to Google. Uh, William Shatner's spoken word version of Rocket Man, because it is pretty. Ah, uh, jeez. Good? Good with a question mark on the end? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go good with a question mark on the end. Okay, folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. 
I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. Live long and prosper.